Welcome to this presentation of North Star Anesthesia. Hi everybody, Josh Lumbly here, your Chief Quality Officer. Welcome, glad to be here. I am joined today uh, with a great opportunity to introduce our new Chief Anesthetist Officer, Randy Moore. I'm also joined by my colleague, Chief Medical Officer, Jim Roberts, and finally, VP of Clinical Quality, Desiree Chapel. Welcome, we're thrilled to be here. Absolutely. Thank you, Josh. Uh, really appreciate the, the opportunity to spend some time with you, Randy. Uh, looking forward to uh, teaming up and uh, sharing some of your views. Um, we were, uh, in order to actually help facilitate this conversation, we sent out a questionnaire to all of our clinicians throughout North Star seeking questions uh, that might be on the top of mind for them uh, to ask you, since they obviously can't be here to ask those questions. Uh, we appreciate the chance to actually share some of those questions with you and to get your feedback and your thoughts. Uh, and your philosophy around uh, anesthesia care, uh, leadership, uh, and, and clinical roles. So welcome, and awesome. thanks for I'm joining excited us. excited to be here. I look forward to the conversation. <laughs> well, Randy, um, you know, we always like to start out, Josh did a great job with introductions, but just very quickly, tell us, you know, your role, what you're currently in, and uh, just a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. So I'm a nurse anesthetist. I've been a CRNA for 16 years, which is surreal, because I feel like I just graduated <laughs> a week ago. Uh, and uh, I have uh, had a variety of different leadership experiences, both clinical and non-clinical. I'm currently the chief executive officer of the American Association of Nurse Anesthetists, and I'll be in that role until early September, and then I'll transition into this role uh, in the second week of September. So, I mean, in terms of my interests, I, I really am fascinated by healthcare, healthcare policy. I'm fascinated about leadership and how to develop leadership and, and the impact it leadership has on teams and organizations and really excited about the opportunity to learn from all of you and uh, to help impact the, the company in, in, in a positive way moving forward. Well, that's great. Well, you know, um, as Jim said, we had asked for questions from all of our teammates and uh, there were a lot of wonderful questions. Thank you for doing that. Um, we decided to kind of group them in, in themes like thematically. So. Um, though I can talk to you forever and you know about Randy the man and we'll dive into that oh, and yeah. do that a little bit later it's my, but... favorite, my favorite topic by the way. <laughs> I, know it is. Um, I think now it's like let's get into kind of your philosophy and things like that so as the CEO of the AANA we know that there have been you know different perspectives and differences between two professional organizations the AANA and, and the ASA and so I think that um, it would be great to kind of talk about your philosophy kind of you know, wrapped around um, some of those issues. Yeah, I think we would call this the elephant in the room question. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's a great question. In fact, if, if I was a, a physician leader or a, a physician in clinical practice within North Star, I would have some questions and maybe even some concerns about that. Uh, because if you look at, you know, the, the long history of the ASA and the AANA together and sometimes not together and frequently not together on some issues, there, there certainly is, unfortunately, uh, some challenges there, uh, and you know it, the irony of this. I'll, I'll make this comment, and then I'll address your your question more directly. Is if you put a, if you had a Venn di diagram, mm -hmm. and you said, okay, what's good for anesthesiologists, physician anesthesiologists? What's good for nurse anesthetists in this country? The overlap would be considerable, right? And so we have a lot in common professionally. We have a lot in common from a from a patient safety perspective, all of that, and unfortunately, that doesn't always translate to collaboration. So. Thinking about my role, understanding there is obvious questions and maybe even some concern, 
I, I think that the way that I would approach this is that as I, as I transitioned into the company in mid-September, my objective here is to work collaboratively with our clinical leaders, physician and CRNAs, and our non-clinical leaders who are in the building right now helping us uh, impact patient care favorably. And when we think about, well, what does my role with the AANA, my current role, and I served on the board for three years yeah. too, so let's call that out. I think that I view this as an opportunity to continue to impact healthcare in a favorable way. I see North Star as a company that is positioned quite well and that it really does value nurse anesthetists and physician anesthesiologists. It values collaboration, teamwork, and I want to be a part of that, and I want to impact that positively. That's the only objective that I have moving into this role, and I quite frankly look forward to working with my physician colleagues, with the physician leaders who are in this room, who are in the trenches right now doing patient care, because I believe uh, at the end of the day, uh, nurse anesthetists and physician anesthesiologists make healthcare better, and, and I want to be a part of that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Jim, did you want to ask um, ask Randy a question? Yeah, thanks, Desiree. Um, thanks for that, Randy. That, uh, you know, high-level philosophy, I think that's really important, uh, and you are right. That is the, a little bit of the elephants in the room and a common theme among many of our of our physicians as well as potentially our CRNAs to, to see and hear your perspective on that. So so thanks for that. I'm gonna, I'll dive down a little bit lower into maybe some practical and tactical aspects of things. Um, we know there's a national shortage uh, mm -hmm. of, health, of healthcare providers, of CRNAs, of physician anesthesiologists. That impacts us nationally. That impacts us regionally. Uh, share with us your idea and your ideas around how do you strategically engage with CRNAs to actually bring them over to North Star Anesthesia and to actually help us to become that, uh, that, de that destination employer that we actually are working and striving towards? I think you know, you've got to start with the, the, the absolute essential kind of no-brainer piece of this, which is we have to be competitive from a compensation perspective. But I think beyond that, everybody has to be competitive. Right? And so that's not a differentiator. I think where I see North Star differentiating itself is around the culture and, and building on a, a proud history of CRNA and physician anesthesiologists working together collaboratively, but a culture that truly does value the provider, right? And a culture that really invests in leadership. And I think we'll talk about leadership today some more, and I think we'll talk about it a lot in the future. Because I do really believe, as someone who's been fascinated by leadership, that it's the leadership at the local level, at that facility level, uh, even at the regional level, that really creates the dynamic culture that we're striving for. So beyond being competitive from, a, from an, an economic perspective, we have to have a, a dynamic culture where our providers feel as though they're aligned with our purpose, they feel valued, they feel respected, they show up and they see how their work aligns to what we're trying to accomplish here from, from a strategic and a value proposition. That's not easy work. That's why most people don't do it, <laughs> yeah. right? So, you know, yeah, so exactly. I mean, it's, it's like, okay, let's put some cultural values on the wall, <laughs> check that box off and here we go. Uh, but changing culture is hard, but it's also the, it's the force multiplier. Mm -hmm. And so you look at companies that do it and do it well, and they are very successful. They have an engaged workforce. You look at companies who say, okay, we'll just put the, we'll put the mission statement and the values on the wall and then treat people like cattle, then you can tell that they're going to struggle to recruit the, the best talent and the best leadership talent. And I see North Star with its long-term vision, with its collaboration and support with Cranemere, I, I see it positioned with the provider at the center 
of the decision making and with a long term focus. So that you know, so Randy, we did, and this may be the exact same answer, but. Uh, along the lines, you know, Jim talked about, you know, you've got one side of the coin, which is the recruiting side. Similarly, what we are also seeing is that we have clinicians, anesthesiologists, and nurse anesthetists that are leaving the W-2 role, becoming locum tenens providers, becoming 1099 employees, and choosing to leave our teams. So once we have recruited an anesthesiologist or a nurse anesthetist to join the North Star team. How do we keep those folks engaged um, and uh, vigorous with North Star and wanting to stay with us for the long term? Yeah, I think it's it's all around strategies, all around value proposition. So, what is the value proposition of North Star uh, to the talent, the clinical talent? And I'll riff a little bit on where I think, again, it's, it's the leadership, the focus on leadership uh, that is really going to make a difference. I think typically, you know, it's kind of trite, but people say it, you know, they typically, if they're, people leave a company, it's because they're leaving their manager. And I'm not saying that that's happening here at North Star, but what, I, what attracts me to North Star is its focus on leadership. At, at up and down the organization. And if we're competitive in the other areas, right, and we, have, we create a great culture, I think leadership, investment in leadership and focus on that is going to be the differentiator and recruiting and retaining. Now the market, you're right, I mean the market's hot and, and so now we're talking about basic human behavior relative to economics and, and, and so pe some people are going to go into the 1099 for a variety of different reasons. But I think it would be a mistake to think, well, that's just how it's going to be and there's nothing we can do about it and it's going to be like that forever because none of those things are true. Yeah. Right? And, and it, the, these things typically are cyclical. It will turn at some point in time. And I think the folks who are, you know, whether it's North Star or any other employer of nurse anesthetists and physicians, the ones who are going to invest in the culture and the leadership are going to be positioned quite well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you do talk so much about leadership development, and I love that. I mean, I think that is something that is, you know, near and dear to all of us, actually. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. as clinical leadership, it's so important. Um, and let's take a pin in that for just a second, because, you know, and we don't have to dig super deep, but when we talk about the development of leaders, it's tough. You know, developing leaders is tough. And especially when we have the grind of being, you know, working every day in the OR. What is your philosophy? Like, how, how do we do this? You know, what are your thoughts on that? You're right. I mean, so when you think about nurse anesthetists and physicians, we, you know, while we were in our anesthesia training, learning about the art and science of the anesthesia, we didn't get a lot of exposure to leadership, leadership philosophy. What's good leadership? What's not good leadership? And when you think about what that means for us, it is, as a company, I suspect, it's with intentionality, identifying people who are interested and have aptitude, and then developing them longitudinally, giving them opportunity to get outside of their comfort zone, to make some mistakes, to grow, to learn, all of that, but providing them the resources and the opportunity. That's another thing. Yeah. People leave companies when they don't feel like there's an opportunity. And so no, we need to create an opportunity here and say, okay, if you're interested in leadership, if uh, if you're if you're interested in acquiring a skill set that's very marketable and very impactful, we're going to help you do that, and and it's going to be focused on how to really impact patient care 
at the, at the facility level in a favorable way and how to lead teams to make that happen. And I think that differentiates great, again, it's a little redundant here, but I think that differentiates great companies from even good companies yeah. is, is that focus, Agreed. intentionality. Yeah. Great. So um, next question, we did get um, a couple of questions around this. Um, you know, you've been an executive within, you know, the AANA specialty organization and really have a unique perspective, I'm sure, compared to all of us listening or, or here in the room. Um, that outsider view looking into North Star, what, you know, what is the perspective? What's their overall reputation, um, you know, in the, in the world of anesthesia community and, and surgical community? Well, I think the fact that the company was started by a nurse anesthetist and a physician anesthesiologist sends a message in terms of how they view the partnership that exists at the clinical and at the business level, right? Uh, I would not be sitting in this room and having this conversation with all of you if I didn't believe that North Star truly values the roles, the role and contributions of nurse anesthetists. And I think that's really important to highlight. And I think in a tight labor market, uh, when you're competing for clinical talent and leadership talent, which we are absolutely doing, yeah. by the way, I think that is something that I would call out. You know, North Star is in growth mode. Many companies are in growth mode. And the question is, how do we grow? How do we scale in a way that doesn't sacrifice culture, but actually builds on it and, and uses that cultural, those cultural changes as an accelerant? I think if you look at it from the outside and say, look, there's, there's, there's certainly challenges at at some facilities, we're all, I mean, a company as big as North Star, you're going to see that. But how does North Star address those challenges? Do, do they show up with a short-term mindset? Or do they show up with, okay, let's get this right for the patients and for the providers and with a long-term perspective? I think that's the reputation that, that we have and I think that we aspire to really grow on. Yeah, I love, I love that. That's, I mean, so important going in the future for sure. So I'm going to talk a little bit about a clinical scenario that I think all of us at the table have faced, all of us you know, listening to this have faced, um, whether that be as an anesthesiologist working with a nurse anesthetist, a nurse anesthetist working with an anesthesiologist, all of us as trainees, as SRNAs, or as residents, we have a plan for a certain anesthetic plan for caring for a patient that differs than the person that we are working with. Um, and um, how do we work through that? And so I'll give you an example that does occur um, for all of us, and it is, I've got a case, um, I as an anesthesiologist think, let's, let's innovate this patient. Maybe I'm working with a nurse anesthetist that says, I think we can do this with an LMA. Um, how does, in practice, how do we work through that sort of conversation? Is there a right? Is there a wrong? Is there a hierarchy? Um, how does this play out on a day-to-day -day basis in the operating room before we take that patient back and induce anesthesia? Yeah, I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna provide a statistic that's absolutely meaningless, but I think it's 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 probably <laughs> close to being accurate, which is I think that's that's pretty rare occurrence. Yeah, and I also say there. To be fully candid, I've, there have been times where I've had a disagreement with another nurse anesthetist, a CRNA to CRNA disagreement about a clinical decision. So it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's just limited to the physicians and to the nurse anesthetist, even though that dynamic does occur. One of the when I challenge myself, when I feel myself being certain about something, I try to challenge myself and say, is this about my ego or is this about the outcome? And I suspect some of those conversations that occur when there is a difference of agreement, a difference of opinion, excuse me, 
I would invite both our CRNA and physician colleagues to ask themselves, is, is this, are, are, we, are our egos getting in the way here? And are we truly focused on the patient outcome? Because I haven't done an anesthetic in, in, in a little bit, but I know there's more than one way to skin a cat. Yeah. And so it's about being humble and saying, okay, uh, as a physician or as a nurse anesthetist, and, and this, what I'm hearing, is it incongruent with good patient outcome? And, and if the answer is no, then I said be flexible. And, and, and talk about how we can develop a relationship so we're not having disagreements in the hallway about whether we're going to put an LMA in or we're going to put an endotracheal tube. I think that's kind of a symptom of maybe a, a relationship issue or maybe even a broader cultural issue that needs to be addressed within the facility. And, it, and I would say at the end of the day, whatever is best for the patient, whatever increases the probability of, of a great outcome, do that. And, and, and figure out how to work the relationship so we're not having these kinds of disagreements. Great. Uh, okay, to wrap it up here, one more question. I think everyone kind of wants to know, what's the 30, 60, 90 day Randy yeah. plan? Like, what, what are we looking at here? What are you, what are you thinking? Well, it's pretty simple uh, in that you know, the first 90 to 100 days, my job is to keep my mouth shut and my ears open. <laughs> Which is really difficult uh, when you're, you know, you're excited about a role and you want to have an impact, you want to demonstrate your value and all of that. But I think one of the things that it's really important is you need to assess. You need to, what is the company doing well from my perspective? What are the opportunities for improvement? Who's who in the zoo? All of those things I need to really have a good firm opinion on. And then I can start to say, okay, these are where I see, this is where we're really outperforming and these are the areas we need to work on. I think beyond the assessment, the other important thing that I'd like to get across to, to current and aspiring leaders is that leadership is a relationship business. You cannot be successful as a leader unless you, with intentionality, go out and develop relationships, good, positive relationships. And I would focus, I plan on focusing on doing that in, in the first 90 days and getting exposure to the strategy, getting exposure to the, to the, to the clinical and non-clinical leadership. And then I start to think about, well, at that 90th day or the 100th day, then I would come back and say, okay, I would do a SWOT analysis, which I is a little trite, but they still work, and say, okay, this is what's going well, this is not, not what's going well, these are the opportunities, these are the threats, these are my recommendations, and in partnership with our physician and uh, non-clinical leaders, let's start to, to work on some of these things. The good news is, uh, coming into this company, the company's already very focused on strategic pivots. There, there, there's strategies being developed around culture. Uh, there's business strategy, obviously. There's a leadership strategy, on and on and on. My job is to come in and not be disruptive and say, well, here's my ideas. My job is to understand what's going on and to identify how I can, with my experience, uh, with my background, enhance that. And so that, so that would be my, my focus, moving the, you know, the first 90 to 100 days. That's great. Thank you. Thanks to everyone for submitting those questions. I think that it really, you know, brings everybody to the table. And thank you for your honesty and openness to answer those. That's a, it's such a privilege and honor to be here, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Well, gentlemen, great conversation. Yeah, Excited absolutely. about future ones. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Thank, thank you so much, Randy. Really, really, it's been a pleasure the last 30 days or so to get to know you a little bit, and uh, really looking forward to, uh, to getting to know you a little bit better over the course of the next 60 days as we approach our September start date. Welcome to North Star. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited. Thank you for listening to this North Star Learning Podcast. 